In the Pits is partnered with 71 Designs, owned and operated by veteran Wade Martin, and partnered with fellow Texas brand Compete. 71 Designs can take your ideas for soft goods, merchandise, and casual wear and make them a reality. Message 71 Designs on Facebook or Instagram to get started today. In the Pits is partnered with Pod Runners Union. Pod Runners Union breaking news. Super Limited Union Tech Tees and, for the first time, Fiesta Medals are available online at podrunnersunion.org. Use offer code PITS for 10% off of your order. Stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a living. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even U3v3. There's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players, for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team, paintballfit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMWRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages experience levels, and skill groups, and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. 
To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Drinking water all day at your tournaments and still feel tired? What if we could hydrate you from the cellular level? At BioWorks Mobile IV Service, our licensed professionals understand what it takes to get through a long day of exercise. We use all natural vitamins to increase hydration, recovery, and prolonged athletic endurance. Help your team get to the podium. Book now by texting the number on your screen or calling today. Call 972-948-8207 to book now. That's 972-948-8207. BioWorks. Hydrate. Win. Repeat. Welcome, everyone, to episode 86 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Dallas-Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. and this episode, we're going In the Pits with Ryan Hoskinson, new player for San Antonio X-Factor. Ryan, how are you doing this evening? Good, man. Happy to uh, be on here. Well, uh, Happy to join the Texas scene a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, come to come to join the winning state because uh, Texas is definitely where it's been at the last couple of years. Yeah, I've been noticing that. Yeah. Florida, we're not we're not too far behind, though. We got a good little local series going with the MVPS. For sure. Yeah, Florida is definitely uh, a state to be respected. But, uh, I mean, when you've got four of the last four teams from uh, semi-pro making the jump to pro, then uh, – you know there's something special going on here. I agree. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. So uh, this first question is brought to us by XTPL Events. So for those listening that maybe don't know so much about you, how long have you been involved in the tournament paintball scene? Well, I, uh, I'm i 30 now. So in 2005, uh, that's when I got my first paintball gun. Uh, and I put together a a group of my my buddies that I went to high school or sorry I went to middle school with at the time and we went to our local field and we were just doing that every weekend and then we heard about World Cup having a young guns division so that was 2006 when uh I played uh my first tournament which happened to be World Cup which is pretty epic you know having that in the backyard of of Florida I live in Tampa so that was just a little hour drive to Orlando, hour and a half, and uh, chaperoned by all of our parents. And uh, yeah, we went out to Orlando and got our, our butts kicked. I think I found out uh, TJ, Danner, we're the same age, and he played in that same tournament. I forgot what team he was on, but uh, I think we played each other, and uh, they did pretty well in that tournament. We did not, but the, the bug was bit after I saw the the World Cup and all that. And man, it was pretty special to be welcomed into the paintball tournament scene that way. And then uh, I played locally quite a bit from that point on, like 2007, 2008. And then um, I had to focus on playing baseball. My dad and I kind of had to make a decision that paintball was, you know, not my main sport at the time. So I was playing high, getting ready to play high school baseball. So, yeah, I took a break from 2008 to 2018 um, and then got back into it. And uh, first, first event in is a World Cup event that is, uh, and that's a, that's yeah. a lot of expectation to live up to after that one. And then they used to do it at Disney at the Wild World of Sports, so that venue was pretty special. Just like the way they kind of had it on really nice grass, and just kind of felt. I had played baseball tournaments at that same 
facility quite a bit. So that was pretty cool just to like get to do paintball at the same place. And the, I just remember the walk from the parking lot was like almost like worthy of renting a golf cart. It was pretty serious. Um, but yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And then I found uh, another program out of the area called um, Tampa United. And uh, the team I played for was called Florida Fusion. And United wanted to merge their older guys with us as like a camp. So their team became Infusion. And my team was still Fusion, Florida Fusion. And we played under that umbrella. This guy named Steve Norris and Chai Reynolds were the. Uh, just the guys running the show, you know, kind of same thing we've done with the killers and shenanigans, you know, kind of just building like a nice little farm system of uh, just getting people into the sport and uh, just teaching them how to, you know, get organized and go to tournaments and stuff. So that was a great time and uh, got to meet quite a few guys in the scene at CSP. Uh, so that was, I mean, still the May was the Mecca then and still and now, now it's called Legacy Sports Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place has been the breeding ground in Florida for the top talent in the state. That's uh cool to hear that that mentality of like actually making a program that uh players kind of work their way up through instead of you just seeing the same players building new teams every single year. They keep splitting up, going different places and uh something that we've also seen here in Texas is just a lot more programs that are staying around for a lot longer. It seems that uh it's helped the areas like talent level just shoot up over the years. Yeah, much respect to uh, Mark Franz and doing the Austin Notorious stuff. That's been cool to, you know, when I played in Europe with him, I got to kind of pick his brain a little bit about, you know, what why he does it. And it's pretty, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of back-end work. You know, he's he's running through group chats and stuff, you know, making sure the D5 guys got paint, making sure the D4 guys got paint, making sure the D3 guys are got, got enough guys at the field, making sure the D2 guys got their entry paid for the next event. And, you know, it's a... It's a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts, but you know when you got the right guys kind of in the program, you know, running the teams, you kind of delegate the captains, and it's good, good, a lot of it's a lot of fun knowing that you got you know at least ten people at the field every weekend. So and then just goes from there, just becomes contagious. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what are some of the teams that you've played for over the years? So yeah, when I was younger, that was at Florida Fusion and then Tampa Infusion. Infusion Red was the name of it. And then, yeah, I took my break. And then in 2018, I started playing again, just at a local field, not at CFP or Legacy. It was just a a field like 10 minutes from my house called South Tampa Paintball. And, you know, a buddy, a random buddy just invited me to go play one weekend. And I uh, went and played. And then I had a a memory of who I played with back on uh, Infusion, this kid named Jordan Walsh. And he never stopped playing, actually, up until then. And then uh, I hit him up out of the blue. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm thinking about playing paintball again. Uh, Do you want to come out with me? And we played for a weekend, and I bought his paint. And then I was like, hey, uh, is CFP still a thing? Like, is there still a tournament paintball and stuff? And I went out there, and I could tell that there was – it was all teams out there. So I recognized that, like, you can't just go there solo and – hope to jump in the mix with a team you know i get it so i just i kept showing up there every weekend that whole summer i was going on saturdays a lot too it was only about six of us it was uh me chris horn davy flitkoff donnie hill uh 
Chad Gonzalez and um, Jordan was coming as well. And we were just playing on Saturdays, just like two or three or four, five or six of us just playing against each other, doing one-on-ones, two-on-twos. And they were just kind of teaching me the grind about like the individual stuff. And I just kept kind of paying attention to who was there on Sundays. I saw the Jits were a team. They were probably the best team that wasn't damaged at the field at that time. Uh, there's a program called SRP was out there, Southern Rage Paintball. And then the Killers guys were there, but I couldn't really tell who they were because they never were. They were wearing all the same jerseys. I just thought they were just buddies. So I uh, was there on a Sunday just watching them get ready for a tournament. And it was, this was in August. So I probably, like I said, I was out, I was going out there every day or every weekend from like March, April-ish to August. And August was like kind of getting ready for Chicago, I think, as a lot of the teams were out there. And the Killers needed a guy at the end of the day. And this, uh, their coach at the time was this guy named Dan Moore. Who's still, he's on the Tampa Bay Damage staff right now. He just saw me sitting there and I'd been, you know, kind of just drilling, you know, throughout the day by myself and just watching as whenever I could. And then he's like, hey, we need a body. So I uh, was like, yeah, I'll go. And I, they needed a guy to play Snake. So I, <laughs> I ran Snake off break. It was against SRP. I'll never forget. There was a guy named Ricky Smith on the team at the time who was on the Kings, or he was on the Kings. And I just went to snake off break, got, beat him there, and then just kind of stayed on the wire and shot him when he came out. I think I made, a, made went up the field and got another kill or so. And then Dan Moore was like, hey, man, that was pretty good. I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> I used to play. And they were just like, yeah, well, let me get your Facebook or whatever and I'll hit you up and maybe you can come out next weekend. And I took that as my opportunity of just the door being kind of opened. And I, I got an opportunity as well from SRP at the time because the coach of that team saw me do that to their team. <laughs> and uh, they had more, more of like a program that was like D5, D4, D3, D2. And then they had a D1 team or no, it was D5, D4, and then just D1. So the killers at the time were D3. I didn't know any of this at all, but Jordan, I asked him, I was like, hey, the Killers guys asked me to go out there and play with them again. Or, and then so did SRP. And Jordan was like, well, the Killers guys are probably a little more your style, just like off the field. And I was like, okay, I'll just do that. And I played with them uh, next weekend. And the uh, the captain of the team, uh, Smitty, was there. And he kind of uh, vetted me. And uh, apparently nobody wanted to play him one-on-one anymore at the end of the day. So I just went out there and played him like 30 times and he beat me probably 29 times. And he just was like, well, Hey, if you keep playing me, you can, <laughs> you'll figure, you'll figure it out. And I just was like, yeah, I'll keep playing you. I think you're pretty good. And I'll just keep running at you. Cause he just played like super methodical. And I just was running. Like he had said, you know, he'd never really seen anyone kind of play like me, which was just like going like every time he had checked me, I was in a new bunker. So I just kept, uh, just showing up. That was it, man. And uh, played with the Killers from 2018 till till now. And uh, yeah, we rose up the ranks from D3 to D2 to D1. We were, uh, the goal was to go pro um, as a group. And um, I don't really, you know, have a exact answer on why, 
you know, we, we weren't going to go pro last year other than fit one every event. You know, we showed up, we played, we played hard, we prepared, you know, got to play 10 Bay damage before every week, you know, before every event. Uh, so we were ready for every event, you know, just comes to being clutch on Sunday. You know, we do, we go four and in prelims and all that. So it was a good time with the killers. Um, but then Ryan Brand and I kind of touched base a little bit in the off season and he gave me an opportunity to come out. And, uh, you know, it's one of those, one of those teams that if they call, you got to kind of answer that call. For sure. There's, uh, not many opportunities that are given, especially for a top team like San Antonio X factor. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the killers were definitely a very solid team in semi-pro this past year, but, uh, I mean, you can't really say anything else other than paintball fit and you don't really have to say anything else. Uh, uh and, and blast camp, blast too. camp too. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them making every single finals. Like it's weird to think that, uh, the winner of this, uh, this upcoming Vegas event in semi-pro would not have even touched the finals field in over a year and possibly even, well, probably even longer than that. If you think back to like world cup of 21 was fit and notorious in the finals, the event before that was Chicago. And I think it was notorious and blast camp in the finals. So you have to go back a year and a half until you potentially find another team that's even stepped foot on the finals field in semi-pro. Yeah. I think it was Colorado blitz. Yes. was uh philly and and they got five uh, just just crazy to think that it's been it's been that long and uh fit notorious blast camp have just had such a control over the division the last couple of years yes it was crazy how notorious stole that from too <laughs> for sure and yeah. i mean we we beat we beat fit in that minor uh at texas that year mm-hmm. so they got fourth and we got third in the con in the con- consolation match <laughs> And I'm sure those points added up. <laughs> yeah. So just funny how it all matters, you know. But yeah, we probably would have been killers probably would have been the favorite this year, in my opinion. Uh between us and newbies. And then uh I'd say nasty. We just lost their captain. Mm. So that might have hurt them. And then uh leverage would be good. They got Caputo back. So my predictions, yeah, this year I think it'll be leverage. Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, well, it's a uh, semi pro is going to be a fun, uh, uh, fun division to watch this year. Just all new faces. Uh, don't know what to expect, really. Yeah, I think they got like thirty teams signed up for semi pro for Vegas. Oh, wow. I know it always cuts. I mean, there's always just over ambitious teams. I mean, I've already kind of skimmed through some of the teams, and there's a lot of D three, D four, half ass D two teams signing up. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I've always suggested that uh, there should be a point minimum to sign up for just semi-pro like if your guys don't have an, like if you can't add up enough appa points to qualify as at least a d2 team you shouldn't be signed up for semi-pro because it just fucks up the speeding i mean it's rare that a team gets, gets signed up for semi-pro without much experience i mean smoke uh did really well at cup um they surprised us that we had to play we had to beat them in overtime uh so they they actually earned my respect i looked at their rankings they were mostly like d3 mm-hmm. and d2 Right. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of teams that just don't belong in semi-pro. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I mean, with the, with semi-pro having the free webcast now, it would, uh, definitely benefit the league to have a better, uh, product on the field. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if players want to learn the hard way, then, uh, you know, I guess there's, there's nothing holding them back. Ah, yeah. I mean, winning is winning. So if you can go win at any division, I mean, 
it that's a better learning curve in my opinion than just getting blown off the field in 30 seconds i mean i remember i remember at least 20 points last year or actually my, in the past two years of summer pro there was times where we played teams where i didn't even stop at a bunker yeah well uh so it's just like i i I don't remember. Uh, well, actually, no, I can think of a few teams that uh, that fit that bill. But uh, hopefully semi-pro is going to be a little bit more interesting to watch this year. Yeah, I uh, I definitely will still be tuned into the scene. I mean, I I loved it. You know, I definitely watched every Raw match of any semi-pro team on YouTube. I know it's kind of a bad habit to watch a lot of semi-pro ball when you're a pro player, but uh, I still have a just a natural love for just watching the guy, like watching guys grind and, and, you know, make their way up the, up the ladder. And I like keeping an eye on who's who. For sure. I mean, there's also a few uh, teams that are bumping up from division two that are, uh, you know, teams like shadow trying New York wrecking crew. I think the, uh, did I hear that the golden misfits Vegas team was going to bump up as well or. No, they, they were D one. They played D one at a, that's who knocked us out of cup. You okay. know, they played D1 in Chicago and got like fifth, I think. And then they got, and they played D1 in cup and they beat us in overtime on Saturday. Mm. Uh, but no, they're actually, they, uh, their owner has been going through some off the field stuff, uh, some health problems with his, uh, with his wife. So he wants to be there for her. Gotcha. So he, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he just couldn't focus on the team right now. So a lot of those kids were at the aftershock tryouts. Okay. I, so I don't know what that. they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do, but. Gotcha. Well, uh, we will definitely be uh, keeping tabs on that. So this, uh, yeah. So this next question is brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. So what was it that got you into paintball to begin with? Uh, obviously a birthday party. Um, that was like the first smell of it, and um, I, I think I happened to catch it on ESPN. And I happened to see, so they used to do an event called NPPL Tampa. So that was at our local football stadium parking lot. So I was able to kind of just go see it uh, firsthand before I even went and played it like at a high level or with a nice gun. Like I remember I didn't even have a good, I didn't even have an eye on or anything yet. Uh, when I went and watched that and like first pro tournament, I didn't even know what was going on. I just saw that there was a paintball tournament going on at, at the local football stadium and my mom let me go. And, uh, I remember by the end of the weekend, I went home with like a, a shopping cart full of leftover paint from the pits. And most of it was like that down paint. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, it just kind of got put in my face. Uh, just from that moment, I had some, probably some more birthday parties I went to. And then after going to a, a national event in my backyard, I uh, pretty much became a nerd and I started playing Greg Hastings quite a bit um played that as much as i played like call of duty or any of those games back then and i had a mod controller so i was able to you know get my gun automatic on that and <laughs> kind of just learn a lot of paintball rhythm playing playing you know being good at that game and i uh yeah started going to a friday night get together at this field called gladiator it was an indoor field and they had a really nice pro shop and just kind of just kept talking to people at the, at the, at the local fields and went on PB nation, bought some, you know, bought some gear on there and just kept, just fall became an, you know, I became a nerd. 
that's it. And then I just kept playing and uh, was kind of bummed out when I had to stop playing. But my dad was paying for everything at the time. So kind of had to listen to the boss. Right. Yeah. What it, what it was. So. It's crazy how hard the bug bites whenever you get bit for the first time. Yeah. And I just, uh, I guess it was on ESPN. So that was enough for me. You know, I was like, this is legit. Yep. And sure. I guess I timed paintball my out kind of well, I heard. I mean, I just remember the recession kind of put a dagger in a, in a lot of the local scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, where we are now definitely uh, feels feels like paintball's on uh, on the upward trend with uh, all like how much it's grown locally nationally we're seeing uh production values getting better and better every year from uh ghost sports and more and more teams are getting more and more competitive it seems the uh the games are uh you know intense from the top down every single division is a is a grind to get to the top yeah i mean the the local series is are there you know they're available so i advise everyone to go keep playing those Keep showing up to awesome fields like Paintball Fit, X Factor Field, X Factor Park, um, you know, Legacy, uh, Tiki's Paintball. You know, we got, we're blessed right now in Florida and Texas for sure. Uh, so there's no reason not to to grind right now um, unless, you know, you got family stuff and, you know, things that are priority. Those are pretty much the only weekends I take off for, for very important things. I finally have to miss my first wedding. Uh, my buddy's getting married same weekend at Vegas. Oh man. So kind of ran into my first, I've been pretty lucky. I've been actually, I've made every wedding I've been invited to in the past four or five years, except for one, uh, I had one that I missed, uh, right when I got on the killers. So same thing. Like I joined a new team and I didn't want to like miss my first day at, at work. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with X factor. So, I hear that. I I remember actually listening to a recent episode of uh, Ryan Moffat's show from the sideline. I think they were uh, the Sacramento DMG players that were on that team. They uh, one one of the guys that on the podcast. He's he had his whole wedding planned out, and then they dropped the dates and uh, his weddings on Vegas. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the rest of the team said, you know, unfortunately for him, the rest of the team voted and they said, hey, we're we're going to the event. Sorry, buddy, but man, that's uh, definitely. Uh, Definitely a lifestyle change if you're trying to become a pro athlete. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a real deal. And there's a lot of money invested in in getting a, a high-level team organized. So, you know, it's just that's what it's about. You got to respect that there's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes work going on to make things happen. So people, you know, when you commit, you should know that um, the people that are that have been committed to the team being organized expect you to match that for sure yep so uh this next question is brought to us by pod runners union uh which uh i i actually had the wrong uh ad video playing before the show started so just going to mention it here that uh there are there's new uh merchandise there's new uh tech tees and also fiesta medals if you head to podrunnersunion.com let me make sure I got the the right website there, and it's not .org, but uh, but yeah, head head there and uh, you know check out the new Podrunners Union merchandise. Uh, it's like 
it is .org. I'm glad I checked that. So yeah, head to podrunnersunion.org, check out the new tech tees, check out the new Fiesta medals. So uh, Ryan, what are some things that you've noticed that have changed within the tournament scene, either for better or for worse since you uh, first started? Uh, I definitely enjoy that there's no coaching anymore. Um, the BPS has gone down and it seems like there's twice as many bunkers. <laughs> so I think all those are for, I don't know. I think the no coaching is better. I think the BPS is, I think the BPS is better. I like that. I know the sound of it was cool with the 15 balls a second, but I think 10 balls a second allows you to at least time the gaps a little bit on making on like that gunfight rhythm a little bit better. Uh, and uh, I understand why there's a lot of bunkers in the field. Seems like they're trying to curate, you know, more people surviving the break and uh, more paint getting shot. I get it. Uh, but other than that, it seems like paintball is organized. The the stream like goes forth is way, uh, way more high def than you know PB access and uh, you know all that stuff. You know one for one TV and all that stuff. They were you know they were doing great stuff for sure, but uh, goes forth is legit. Like it's a legit stream. Anyone that tunes in from like out of you know out of paintball should have an idea of what's going on by the end of a match, you know, after one match, it takes, it definitely takes a little bit to understand. Cause you know, you got Rich Telford being, being funny, you know, so all the paintballers can laugh. And then Maddie always, you know, politically correct. Maddie knows there's a new, a new paintball fan watching every, every match. So I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is good to see that ghost sports is just making themselves better and better. Like, you know, even if it's just piece by piece, um, would be interesting to, s- and also like the, the stuff they debuted at world cup with the, you know, the ability to draw on the screen and show the lanes mm. and things like that. That was huge. That was the, that was the upgrade. That was crucial. So I am not sure which I've met most of the ghost sports guys. Uh, I, I'm not sure who's doing that, but whoever's doing that. And while it's live, I mean, hats off. That's pretty epic because. I've already had when I've been watching matches over here at my house. Um, <clears throat> whenever anyone, anyone comes over, that's just a non-paintball guy. They they always sit and watch them, and you know they love it. But they definitely admitted that that they're like, "Whoa, wow, that was that's that's awesome." You can they get it a little bit more. I think the magic will be once we get the super super high def cameras and the right angles to watch the gunfights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, uh, bit by bit, but once you know we're 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 getting closer and. Yeah, it's it is also good to see that like kind of as the technology gets better, especially for cameras, like you're seeing more and more media guys take the field and and make some really really cool content. Yeah, I mean they're getting the content uploaded by you know midday and end of the day, so it's like, what more can you ask for out of a you know a rogue media group of guys that just love the sport just like we do, and they're willing to invest in high level equipment, willing to let that equipment get shot willing for them to get shot. I mean, the paintball media world right now is, I mean, carrying us on their shoulders. It's pretty epic. Cause like the Instagram content is, is what shows everyone that's not a paintballer what's going on. For sure. 
Uh, so this next question and another one that I had the wrong ad video playing before, so I'm going to read everything here. So this, our newest <laughs> sponsor is BioWorks. Uh, they will be doing a uh, mobile IV hydration services at NXL Vegas. So uh, they do house calls as well. Uh, so uh, give them a call or text at 972-948-8207 to book a mobile IV service at the upcoming NXL Vegas event. So according to your profile uh, on PB Leagues, you started when you were like 12 years old and you played for a couple of years. You had your 11-year break before uh, diving right back in. So uh, what were the biggest changes that you had to adjust to when you first got back in? <laughs> learning everything again <laughs> i mean i had so that time i played with my buddy at the at the random field i surprised myself i think a lot just like my mechanics i still had like the ability to kind of shoot and reload <laughs> so that was pretty funny and then i my snap shot was still like 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 too long like i was like snapping out with my whole body so i remember just like i was Still playing like I still play like quite a bit of like soccer and stuff and play like a bunch of pickup sports. So at conditioning wise, I still had the upper hand on most paintball guys um, that just play a paintball once a week. Um, so I had good conditioning already, but uh, I mean, there's no way to prepare your body to run snake off break and crawl to the other side of the field. Um, so I had to probably do that a hundred times at least before I wasn't sore. Um, after a weekend of playing for like three days <laughs> so that that position it, itself just running snake off break and crawling and not putting your your pack too high in the air you know you gotta you learn that mistake a few times you know you think you're crawling super fast and all that and then your pack just gets clipped or you get to the other side of the field and there already there's already three guns pulling at you because you know you're kicking bunkers and stuff along the way so just had to get shot a bunch i mean that's it's there's no other way to put it. I mean, you can go to the clinics and stuff and, you know, they'll teach you tricks and tips and all that and ways to kind of reset your body mechanics. And the mirror is your best friend, you know, find a mirror. It'll tell you what's showing before you pop out, uh, find the right, you know, gun set up, you know, get the tank, you know, the right size tank and stuff. And, uh, I had to just kind of pay attention to, luckily I had Sam Bay damage there. I had my buddies on the killers to, kind of pay attention to because they were all really good and they hadn't really been they hadn't stopped playing since they started playing so just being around guys that know what they're doing and girls you know we didn't we don't wear any girls at the field at that time but nowadays i mean there's some badass girls at our field so i'd say uh just pay attention to people that look like you know kind of your body style and uh pay attention to go sport and i needed to just keep uh just learning and i still i still i still am learning honestly i'm still in my head i'm still slow i'm still a little sloppy i still like i watch my lot i watch a lot of my footage because uh you know i had a cameraman my buddy named aj sasakowski aj i had him film all of our practices you know once we got to d2 and uh film you know our events and stuff so if you can get if you can invest in a, a buddy to film you guys practice and you got footage you know and watch during the week that helps so much. I mean, it just, cause the adrenaline's pumping when we're playing. So it's really hard to go back and be like, what, what, how'd I get shot there? I thought I was playing tight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know a lot of 
uh, players that I've talked to that have been playing since the early 2000s, one thing that they uh, like to say is that everything changes, but also nothing changes. Uh, like the the uh, even though the equipment has definitely gone leaps and bounds since 2005, 2006. Um, but other than that, I mean, the game is still the game. I mean, look at Cole Roberts, baby. <laughs> still doing it. Billy, still doing it. You know, it's the game's the game. Uh, you know, I go play 10 man. I go play with like Aftershock and I play with Todd Adamson and Billy Saransky. And, you know, these guys, they've been doing it since the early 90s. And it's like, yeah, they're not as slick as they once were, but their timing still dialed in. They can still read paint. You know, it's just 300 feet per second, 300 feet per second. And, uh, Angles are angles. It's just, you got to just be able to read paint. And uh, the more better people shoot at you, it's just, it, it will unfold. I mean, unless you just, I don't like getting shot, you know, so it pisses me off when I get shot, you know, but I know that I'm learning and I take, you know, I take a heavy, you know, a heavy uh, weight, you know, on my shoulder to go figure out why I got shot, why I got outsmarted. And uh, it's just the game is uh, still changing a little bit. I'd say with the bounce shots becoming just very dialed in. Uh, as well, with Todd coaching us last year, he was kind of uh, adjusting to our comments on that when we'd be making game plans and going to certain bunkers. He kind of, you know, was bummed out a bunch about, right, hey, we can't really go here because they're just shooting the bounce. And <laughs> it's not you know it's just not really uh effective for us to go here when we could go this way or go that way and uh you know we can shoot the bounce back and all that but he'd rather us just get to this side of the field in 30 seconds and and put in their you know put in their neck <laughs> yeah for so, sure. yeah the bounce shots the bounce shots seem like that's probably like the most updated uh version of just them playing a layout luckily i like the one weekend layout because uh I mean, you can still go find all the bounce shots in one in one weekend, but two weekends, like you should know every bounce shot, easy. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and we got a couple people in the chat giving you some love. Let's see, uh, Void is vast and is here. Let's see, someone named uh, Wiley F. Uh, oh, is Wiley, in the chat. yeah, he's yeah, Wiley's dope. He's out. He's from out in Cali. Oh, and then uh, one of my teammates, uh, Lane Myers, in the chat saying dog. Uh, so you got another fan here in Texas. Yeah, man, Texas is dope. I'll be out there. I was, you know, I had to get my boy Cyrus. Uh, he's he just got picked up by Kenny Ball Fit. It was kind of funny just us being out there together, just because we were both every weekend guys at uh at Legacy. So it's like, hey, man, we're just we're just in another uh, in another net, just somewhere else. That's it. That's all I think about it. And it doesn't. I don't upload paintball anywhere in the world. Just all it is is walking into a net. All it is. All right. So this next question is brought to us by. BEM wraps. So your first year back in, you competed locally in Florida in D4, but that same year you also competed in the NXL in Division Two. So playing both Division Two uh, nationally and Division Four locally, what were the biggest differences between the two that you noticed? Uh, the just the pace of the thinking. People were just making moves quicker. So yeah, my rank when I played Cup D3 uh, 2018 with Killers, I was still like D5. Uh, so my, uh, buddy who ended up being on the killers, uh, Cody Clarkson was running a team called shenanigans and they were D five D four, and they were playing all the MVPSs. And, 
uh, the killers were just like, hey, man, like, if you want to earn some playing time on in D2, you should probably go play some play some D4 or at least or go play, you know, go just go play tournaments. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I um, played as many as I could. I've actually played a D5 five man. My first tournament where I played every point was uh, the MVPS in 2019, and I was a D5 five man. And uh, yeah, I kicked ass. <laughs> we made it to the finals. The tournament ran pretty late, so they had to pull up the cars for the lights for the finals. And then, believe it or not, one of my buddies on the Killers was refing that on in our on the finals field. And it's five man, you know, so you got to kind of make it make it count. So I went to their side of the fifty off break. Nobody saw me, and uh, yeah, my boy Cody Lembo bird dogged me and came in and checked me for no reason, just because his head ref was jumping on him to go check me, even though I made the move super clean, unseen. And so he comes in and checks me. I'm clean, obviously. And then I get bunkered, <laughs> probably from both sides of the bunker. And uh, I was like, well, that was lame. And then, so I think we, and then we lost the next, I think we won the first point, lost second point because of that, and then lost third point. And then, yeah, so I got second in my first tournament back. And, you know, I was like, this is tight. And uh, just kept playing as many of those events with shenanigans as I could. Uh, went to D2 Texas with killers um played a few couple points like three or four points at that event we didn't do well kept playing all the all the mvps's that year then i went to chicago we were kind of light on bodies uh, with killers so i kind of found my you know my rhythm in that event because uh we were light and i played really well we went to we made sunday first match on sunday we played this team called uh the scum dogs and uh, it was like the final score was like 10 to 6 Jeez. first match yeah first match on sunday in the rain so i played all those points you know so i was like okay well there goes you know step one you know play every point win a match on sunday and then uh we played struggle and the ochos and um they were really good at the time we went to overtime and i got the you know the, the opportunity to go play an overtime point on sunday that was pretty epic. I just, I'll never forget that feeling like, like just earning the trust of your teammates. Whenever you join a new team, it's like, that's like the fire that keeps new guys, I think, you know, gritty. So it's like the moment you go to a new team, you know, you want to be cool. You want to, you know, make sure they like you off the field first. And then for them to trust you with a tournament on the line, you know, that's kind of the final, the final dosage of, uh, earning earning that team spirit and uh yeah so we won that overtime point i think i got like two or three kills so that was like uh, at that point i believed in myself i didn't it's not that i didn't believe myself up until then but you just you win a sunday match in overtime and shoot a couple guys in d2 and then you know i was playing d4 that whole year <laughs> so i was like wow okay i guess i can hang in d2 and then um, we played Brawl in the third and fourth match, and they beat us. And then we played Grit in the in the Constellation match, and they beat us again. But yeah, from that mo- from that point on, I kind of just became almost you know every point guy. Well, uh, it's so 
I guess as as you were climbing up, like you were playing both D two and D four. Like for anybody out there listening, looking to learn, like would you say that it's more important for them to just play as much paintball as they can, or like were you trying to devote a lot of time to to more sort of like the individual skills and drills? Uh, at that point, I was doing Saturday for sure for individual skills and drills. Sunday was team paintball, so it took me a while to hone in my adrenaline uh not too long but it took me you know at least a season so i'd say if you can go play every point on a team when you're just getting started that's more valuable and then once you want to elevate to the higher divisions those opportunities don't come around too often so you got to pay your dues a little bit to go, you know, to a new team at the higher division than your rank. So play as much as you can at your rank on another team, if possible. But if you want to go national at a high level, because I mean, to me, there's not, there's not many D3, there's not many like D4 teams that travel to every event. So normally like a D4 local team will play their local national event and that's it. But if you want to like rise up and play like on a D3 team and you can afford it and go play like on, on a D3 or D2 team, then you're like a D2 team probably won't have local events to play. So all they play is national. So the value in reps is always local, but having the ability to, to go travel and, and witness the national events and then earn that play time on the national level, you know, it might be a little expensive um, just to kind of invest in yourself to get there. So I understand like if some people just don't have the time and the money to, not to go to a tournament and not play. I get that, but it's just part of it. You got to pay your dues and, you know, earn it. So local reps and then uh, network, just continue to network. And, you know, if you play that, if you play your local field every weekend, that's a good, you know, a real deal field. You'll, you'll find out who's a serious, you know, tournament player. Just kind of just gravitate, gravitate towards them. And, keep asking questions you know to the about you know what you're doing during the week stay on your a game and uh you know just stay after stay as long and be the last guy to leave the field i mean if you want to go watch football you know on sunday and play paintball you're probably only going to shoot a case but if you want to become a professional paintball player you probably need to get two cases maybe three there you go yeah i love it you gotta get you gotta uh earn that time behind the gun uh on the field by, you know, getting it done off the field on, you know, getting, making sure that your, uh, your individual skills are, are up to par. You're not only going to play points on Sunday, get one case play, you know, somewhere between three and five points and then call it a day. That's just not going to cut it. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, you know, paintball is fun. Like the get, the get together of it. Like I definitely would never knock a group of guys getting together and just enjoying their presence, you know, with each other, you know, just getting away from their work and, and their wives or stuff like that. So, uh, I get it, but just, it's not that hard to understand how to go to the next level. It's just whether it's in you or not. Right. hundred percent. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. So over the last few years, you've been, one of the faces, if not the face of the killers organization, which made waves 
in the NXL in Division Two and in Semi Pro. So, what all was your involvement and your role? What all did that look like with the organization? Uh, I just handled a lot of like the back end logistics, just kind of getting getting our practices organized and making sure we had entry paid on time and uh, making sure you know we had rental car and stuff and and a place to stay when we got to the events and our practice slots. I just kind of handled all the just the back end stuff that people got to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suggested us picking up some players, but it was always a team decision, you know. So I, uh, you know, try to be a good leader and lead by example. So basically, I just was a guy that was there every weekend and, uh, you know, tried to hold people accountable if they weren't there every weekend. And if a guy needed help getting to get into the field every weekend, I did whatever I could to get him there. For sure. All right. So uh, this next question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite. So it's been since you got back into the game, uh, it's been a fast road for you and you only took uh, only took you four years uh, until you got your first shot at pro when you guessed it with the ML Kings at the uh, Sacramento minor. Uh, so what did what did the overall path look like for you? And what do you think you did to get like uh, week in and week out? What do you think? the steps that you took uh, got you uh, noticed enough to earn you that first shot at pro? Uh, man, I th- honestly, just being an, an aggressive player pays. Just going up the field and looking for kills. That's what, that's what's going to get you noticed. I mean, you're just it's hard to go take a spot or get an opportunity on a higher division team being a bad guy. Because those guys have been doing it on that team. They know their system. They know their codes. They know their, you know, they just know it. So it's, you really can't not, you can't knock a guy that's just taking as much ground as he came off the break and just trying to go up the field and, and get kills. So just me doing that every weekend, every weekend, every weekend, just running snake, running snake, running snake, running snake, going to their side. Bunker and a guy getting a kill off the out of the field, you know, in the middle of the field. And Kyle Barry, him and I have been good buddies since I got to meet him, you know, in the ML Kings. They, uh, you know, they were playing out of our field and stuff, and they were playing against us, and we couldn't make it to that minor. Uh, we just we didn't have the uh, time, or it was just like it was too close to Chicago, so it was out in Cali. And uh, I don't know, Kyle asked me if I wanted to go. And yeah, they because they were low on bodies actually too, so they only had like six guys at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. And uh, you know, they I saw they had Dynasty on their schedule, so I was like, yeah, why not? I'll go play Dynasty. And I went out there, played pretty well. Um, had some good points against Seattle Thunder, I think that they were going by at the time, um, or whatever. It was like those guys. That's why I had it. We we played DMG. I played a few points. We got the win against DMG. We played level. They beat us like by two points. Played like a point or two in that. And then against, uh, I guess it was Thunder. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was Corey Fee, the Brooklyn Bears guys. I don't remember what they were going mm-hmm. by at the time. But yeah, I played uh, pretty well in that match. And then we played Dynasty the last match. So I got the start against Dynasty by the end of the tournament. I was like, wow, that was cool. And we were trying to play like a margin game so we can make Sunday because there's only like 13 teams there, and um, just bit us in the butt. And uh, yeah, Dynasty outsmarted us and outgunned us and did what Dynasty does. And uh, yeah, that was pretty special. So 
I think just me being an aggressive guy, even when I went out there and played on the pro field, I just just did what I do. I just try to take as much ground safely off the, off the break and then uh, try to get to the 50 ASAP and wrap and go and look inside and hunt for kills and go trade with my guy in front of me if I got to. Uh, so basically, yeah, just be aggressive. And I think that will teach you teach you a lot about playing tight spots with a lot of pressure on you. Get your composure up. Get your gun skills. You know, you could pop up. You show, pop up and you see a guy and you miss your first ball and then he then he hides from me and then calls you out. That's gonna piss you off. So the more you go through those moments, uh, you'll learn and then people will uh, take notice because, like I said, just it's hard not to notice the guy getting up in people's grill every game. All right, you heard it here first. If you're uh, trying to get noticed, go play aggressive and uh, do it often. And eventually, eventually, you're gonna either uh, just be be seen as the guy that's always out there, or you're gonna, you know, have success against someone who's who's somebody. Let me check here in the chat. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, M uh, in the chat here. M Lemus uh, says, uh, "Tell him, coach." <laughs> as Marco. Yeah, he's a buddy of mine that I got back. He played paintball, like, back in the day with me, too. And then um, he saw me playing again, like, recently in the past three or four years. And uh, he kept, you know, saying, showing me old pictures of him playing back in the day. And I'm like, bro, I was like, you look like you're in better shape now than then. Like, come on, what, what's stopping you? So now he's uh, one of the captains for the D4 shenanigans line. So it's cool, man. I, I love bringing people back into the sport. I mean, it's just so much fun. I mean, I don't know. It's I love it. So I, I have extra gear. Usually I'll buy my buddies paint if they want to come out for the first time. And I do whatever I can to get people hooked. But usually if I have to, like, if I have to call them a bunch, like two or three times in that morning, they mm-hmm. they make them want to go, then it's too late. Right. I, if, they, if they text me the night before, Hey, I want to go play with you tomorrow. I say, okay, I'll, I'll see you at 8am. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Mr. Almighty in the chat, uh, they're asking you, I guess, you know, you do a lot of traveling. So they're asking, uh, in your experience, what is the best travel bag for paintball? Uh, the eclipse, uh, gear bag for sure. It used to be the eclipse two story one, that one that mm-hmm. had the, like a level. I don't, I had a, that was my gear bag this time last year, but my gear bag got stolen out of my truck, uh, yeah. last year. So, I haven't been able to find that one again, honestly. Like I've been hunting Facebook, hunting eBay. My local shop doesn't have them, but yeah, I use the the generic Eclipse travel bag now with the uh, kind of the slim top part where you can put your cleats in your pod pack, and then uh, and the rest of it I kind of squeeze in as much as I'm usually right at 50 pounds. I'm at like 48, 49 every time I go with my gear in clean clothes and all that, and then usually right when I when I'm coming home, it's pretty much at 50 52 because of all my gear sweaty and sitting with dirt in it so i try to do the old foot trick and try to mm-hmm. make that that uh that scale say 48 49 for a second or, or a quick second while they uh while the lady looks at it so i don't get hit with the overcharge fee but a couple of times i've had to uh take my my penny bag with all my sweaty gear in it and check that separately so because on southwest you get two free bags so it's better than paying a hundred bucks for a bag. So yeah, Eclipse gear bag all day. I know the infamous one seems like it's doing pretty well. Yep, for sure. And, uh, yeah, anybody, <laughs> if you, 
if you're a paintballer, uh, you should fly Southwest that those, uh, you know, two free bags is definitely huge. Yeah, I'll fly whatever though. Honestly, I'll fly Frontier Spirit. I'll take anything to just get to a paintball tournament. Just get me there. Sure. All right. So this, uh, so last year you play, you also played the full NXL Europe season under the Austin FSU banner while also competing in the U.S. and semi-pro with the Killers. So tell us about how did that last season go for you? Man, that was that was special. Uh, being coached by Ryan Gray. Uh, getting to play alongside Marky Franz, White Smoke, getting to play with Renee Rodriguez, getting to play with Diego Santos, um, travel around with those guys. I don't know, man. It was it was cool to go play in a new system too, because you know I've been playing with the Killers for so long that the only like kind of bunker codes and all that language I had in my uh, head was that. So it felt good to kind of go plug and play into a new system and be able to like do it at the same time as playing with the killers. So I was able to, you know, really challenge my mind to remember who I was playing with and use, use certain codes that meant the same things as, you know, we were saying if I was with the killers or if I was there. So, uh, that was just awesome getting to travel for paintball overseas. I made quite a few friends over there, made some fans. Uh, so that was an experience. I'll never forget, uh, the head ref, uh Turk he uh followed me around the world last year. He was on my butt. He uh was the head ref for semi pro and the head ref for uh for Europe Pro. So basically him and I went on a little world tour together and uh yeah he was on my he seemed to keep an eye on me a little extra, but it's okay. <laughs> I understand you gotta follow the action. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh in the chat there uh we got a one from uh, Castro City Shooty Ball says, uh, "I want to go play with you tomorrow, Hosky." Tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Uh, I mean, he's a barber, so I mean, he's kind of got that schedule like that where he can we can go ball whenever. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, I usually play on Wednesdays uh, at Tiki's. I haven't been in there like a month or so, but Cars Love just started doing the classes again. So Wednesdays is where it's at at Tiki's at four o'clock pull up and then honestly saturday sunday you know robbie legacy for sure all right uh so yeah uh this next question is brought to us by fu athletics so go to the fu athletics.com use code in the pits 25 that's a funny name that's uh one of my one of my teammates thomas fust uh he just kind of based it off his last name but he, he does some pretty cool athletic wear uh so uh, I, hope, throughout- I hope the logo is a middle finger Oh, uh, well, we can, we can probably make that happen. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's good stuff. So, uh, throughout your entire career, do you have a single favorite moment so far? Yeah. Winning Las Vegas, uh, the last Vegas event, 2020 with the killers. I mean, winning a national event, that's it. You know, that's, that's the moment. And then obviously winning it with your boys, winning it in Las Vegas was tight, you know, playing every point in the finals just yeah it had to be i mean it just that's the i remember coming home from that just being like all right well i think i am a paintball player i think i am committed to this this journey and uh here we are playing for x factor now i mean <laughs> it's still kind of in like in a daze i'm hopefully i just don't wake up I'm in, a, I'm in a dream uh, it's uh 
I mean, every, everything that you've gotten, you've definitely earned. So uh, I, I think you, you got to give yourself a little bit more credit there with thinking that it was like just some, some, you know, some <laughs> wish that was granted for you to get this. It's definitely uh, hard. I journey. mean, I've, I've wished for off the field stuff to work out uh, as much as it has just my being able to work with my dad and having him, my dad's a general contractor and having him kind of understand uh, cause him and I race go-karts together. Mm. That's what I, that's my other hobby that I do kind of at a high level, but paintball's number one. So my dad does that actually pretty much every weekend. So he understands the adrenaline junkie lifestyle we got. So he, uh, he, yeah, he understands when I take some time off work to, uh, go do these, go to Europe for paintball, go, go to these, you know, weekends and just kind of been blessed by having a lot of people in my corner, a lot of good friends that just support me with whatever I do in life. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of hard work and, but I've been around some great talent. Luckily, a lot of the damage guys, a lot of, you know, Kyle Barry, a lot, a lot of him and I just shooting the shit on the couch, just watching, watching old school paintball videos and me picking his brain and just, you know, having guys, uh, at the field every weekend that can shoot me that are good and me shoot back at him. And it's been, it's been a good journey. And then, uh, yeah, Todd Adamson was the, uh, the icing on the cake, having him support us last year as our coach and then inviting me to go play with aftershock, which had me get to play with meter and me getting to play with meter. We became buddies and then meter kind of, I guess, you know, he didn't get me on X factor, but, he vouched, you know, that, yeah, I played with him. He's a good, he's, he should get it, get a fair shot. So, and then Ryan Brand and I kind of got to know each other a little bit at the ICPLs and we talked a little bit at the events. Uh, not about money factor, but just I respect his brain. He was known that I was, uh, you know, kind of making waves in the scene. So, Mark Franz uh, allowing me to go to Europe was, uh, was epic. That was, that worked out perfect. And Diego Santos sponsoring it was epic uh so there's been yeah i mean yeah a lot of hard work but a lot of just people that love paintball as much as you and i do that have been associated with my journey sure yeah there's a uh, definitely a lot of people out there that uh do do a lot of things for a lot of people in the game uh yeah shout out uh, I also want to shout out some, some of those people like, you know, Ryan brand, I, I work for his company project and have been for, you know, just over seven months now. And it's been, uh, it's been great to be able to work within that, you know, within the industry now, and also just getting more involved with San Antonio X factor this past year. Also other teams doing like practice footage for them, like Houston heat dynasty Columbus level. Uh, I've been, been cool to just see, how many people out there just really care for the game and, uh, you know, do what they can to help support it. Yeah, man. Shout out, uh, Alex Martinez. <clears throat> he is a true paintball ambassador, patron, just class act. And it's an honor to, uh, get to play for him. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. The godfather of Texas paintball himself. Definitely. Uh, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened without him. Facts. Yeah, I think he set the tempo from day one on uh, what Texas paintball is about in regards to promoting the brand and building a brand, building a franchise, 
uh, opening a, a local field for people to go see a pro team play at. Uh, yeah, it starts there. It starts with someone having a vision. So much respect, much respect. Sure. Another question here in the chat, also from Castro, uh, he says, here's a real question. So how expensive does it get traveling for paintball? Yeah. So every event, every national event, other than world cup for us, Florida ballers, you're looking to spend at least 1200 bucks. Uh, you know, entry is going to, obviously you can build, you can stack your team with 12 guys. You can do that. And that will make it as cheap as possible in regards to splitting up the entry, splitting up the paint bill, splitting the rental cars. But playing time is going to be an issue with some guys and just not going to add up. So the money squad is to go with seven or eight and uh, maybe 10 at most. But you go with eight, yeah, you're going to spend about, right now the NXO entry is around three grand. So you're going to be about about 350, 400 a person on entry. Uh, And then you're going to, you know you're gonna practice you're gonna shoot quite a few cases of paint if you do well maybe you get that gi program where they they pay for your paint if you uh got the imperial program so that's the dream you know go win an event get your paint paid for but if you just make sunday and you get like third place or fourth place that's a lot that's seven x ball matches normally that's gonna be around 60 cases 70 cases uh you got your food you got the flight you got the rental cars you got the hotel you got the miscellaneous bills that come up uh, and then you got to prepare for the tournament. So you don't go out there and get shit on. So yeah, honestly it's about 1500 bucks to almost two grand uh, to get ready for a tournament, to get ready for a tournament and go play a tournament and come home in one piece. A person. Yeah. And that's so not, if that's you're, not even if you're a sponsor. Yeah. Some uh, other things like if you have like a coaching fees or if if you're getting a yeah, coach yeah. to come in. And if you want to so. get if you want to get media, like mm-hmm. my cameraman, he wasn't cheap, and he's getting our because we had footage. He had footage ready for us after every day of prelims for us to go back to our hotel and watch or Airbnb. Wow. So that was pretty epic. Um, and then if you want to do some pictures, you know it's gonna be two fifty three hundred bucks. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know. He better start selling some merch or something. But it's a, uh, it's not, it's not cheap. It's a, it's a sport that uh, costs money. So shout out to all the, the, the sponsors. Uh, not the, I mean, obviously shout out the sponsors of the pro teams. But there's not many divisional teams that get really a lot of love, love from uh, unless you own a field. If you own a field and you're building a divisional team. That's probably your best bet to sell a bunch of paint for a company and they'll, they'll show love when you get to the event. But, uh, yeah, shout out to every guy or girl that puts up money to support us going to a place in the middle of nowhere in the, in the, in the country and shooting a bunch of paint at each other. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely gets expensive, especially if you're doing the full NXL series. It's, uh... Yeah. It's about 10 grand. It's about 10 grand, uh, to go do a season per person. I can't imagine uh, how much it was for you to go do Europe on top of that. Uh, yeah, luckily I had a lot of stuff taken care of. Um, thanks to Diego and, uh, yeah, it was still expensive. <laughs> I went out that and I, cause I'm, I'm out there really not working. So luckily I, uh, had some money to, I had some saved up money to survive 
uh, while I was out there, but my dad definitely uh, spotted me a couple times <laughs> to be like, hey, I, okay, I stayed, I stayed a little extra a couple times with right. Diego. So, uh, you know, went out there for two weeks for paintball or a week and a half for paintball and then stayed an extra week for life. So, yeah, it gets expensive, uh, but it's life, man. You can't, can't take this money with you. You know, I understand you got to be able to pay your bills and make sure you don't get evicted and, you know, make sure you got food and stuff. And, but can't take it with you. So live it up. True. Spend it on what you love. Get down with that. Yep. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by 71 design. So you were announced uh, earlier this year in a blockbuster move by San Antonio X factors, one of several pickups for this season uh, in a package that included you Axel got in and uh, Tim Stetzel on top of already picking up Matt Jackson. So uh, how do you think you were able to get on the radar of a top level team while having not all that much pro experience? Uh, well, playing every event available. Like I went out, I played the WC with Casey All Stars. I did really well out there. You know, I think some so like Marcelo and Goldman were out there coaching, so they took notice. But luckily, at my field, uh, Legacy, I get to play against Tampa Damage. So playing against Tampa Damage every weekend. Uh, that's, that was probably my end was just getting known and getting respected by those guys. And those guys talk to other guys from other teams, other teams come to town to play damage against them. They play damage and then damage would include us in like a three or four team rotation. So I think I got noticed, like I said earlier, going up the field, being aggressive, shooting, shooting guys that are really good. Those guys not like they don't like getting shot. They're like, who the fuck is shooting me? <laughs> and I'm like, it's me. And they're like, okay. You know, so just stacking kills against better players is you're gonna get noticed. I mean, I notice anyone who's anytime someone even if even when I go play random points at you know, on the weekend, if a guy shoots me, you know, I kinda of like, okay, white white mask, red hopper, all right, I got my eye on you next time. Yep, and it only uh, only takes a handful of uh, saying, hmm, white mask, red hopper, again. This, you know, eventually they'll, uh, they'll be yeah. watching hey, out for you we, as soon as you can, walk on the hey, box. Can, can we put an extra gun on that guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's coming. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a lot of those conversations on the box, and for anybody who's been playing long enough, you know, it's like you, you have that one guy that you recognize once they step on the field. It's like, oh, it's the, it's the white mask guy, or it's the, you know. This guy with the purple pants, we got to put an extra gun on him or, you know, watch it, watch learned, out. He's going to be in the middle. Yeah. I've learned in paintball. I actually learned this in skateboarding. Don't judge a book by its cover because like there are some people out there that just, they may look a little goofy, but that don't mean their paint don't fly at 300 feet per second. For sure. Yep. All right. Yeah. In the, in the chat, a lot more people coming in. Let's see uh, Ryland here in the chat saying X Factor gonna be fun to watch this year, and uh, and Mister Almighty asks another question. Asks uh, favorite gun. Uh, what has been your favorite marker to play with? Uh, I or as sponsored and unsponsored. Uh, no matter what, sponsored, unsponsored, I'll pay double. But I, I. Uh, the CS2 was my favorite gun. Uh, I still, the CS3 is a little more, little 
little more the frame to me is I have bigger hands, so I uh, I think the frame the back like the the grip fits my hand a little better. But the CS2 uh, when I bought that like right when I got back into paintball, I bought uh, oh I bought a Ego 11 Ollie Lang edition at my local shop. I had a Lux 2.0 as well that a, a buddy sold me. Um, I enjoyed those. I mean, I went out one Vegas. We used the Lux X. So I enjoyed that, but I used the Lux in Europe. It was cool, but nah, CS3 all day. Now, CS2 was fire. Honestly, I enjoyed that the most, but uh, I got my gear bag. I had no plans to get a CS3, and then my gear bag got stolen. And when I went to back, I went to my shop, and they took care of me. I bought a CS3 because I was like, why not get the newest thing? And then, yeah, CS3 has been shooting money ever since and uh that's the thing going to x factor and being able to shoot uh planet and then still get to wear my jt's i mean ain't ain't nothing changed that's what that's that's my favorite combo right there uh my favorite pair of pants though i gotta say are kinetics um Mm -hmm. it's a little shout out to kinetic um rob moore he's been taking care of us on the killers for quite a bit my cameraman was adamant on me getting wearing kinetics uh from like the moment i met him (laughs) But I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, whatever, buddy. You're, you're a cameraman. <laughs> and then uh, I finally wore a pair, and I was like, damn, yeah, these are fire. So then I ended up getting a team pair for the pa- for the a pair of pants for the team, and we got the killers embroidery on them. And uh, I I play paintball every weekend, and those pants never rip on me. Uh, so maybe we we'll get X Factor wearing them one day. But I understand we're JT, so we're rocking the JTs right now. Mine are holding up good. I haven't. I haven't ripped them yet. I've been wearing them every weekend. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I know on my uh, across the two CS2s that I've owned, I had a black one. Put a hundred in. I bought it new and put like a hundred and sixty k shots on it or something, and then sold it to get a uh, X Factor Edition CS2. Got it. That one when it had like my six k shots on it, and it's now over two hundred thousand. And so, CS2 is definitely. Uh, I, I feel like it's underappreciated as far as markers go, like it has a really low resale value. I don't know if it's just because there's so many of them out there, but for, you know, for, it was definitely a, a great marker for its time. I think, I think they still float around 750, 800. I think a CS2 below 700 is a steal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I for mean, whatever, I, yeah, for whatever reason, it seems like I wasn't playing during this time, but I see a lot of kids rock the Geo 3.5. Yeah, I mean that's that's just a nostalgia at this point. I think was that like was was that one the shit for like a good little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. You know when the the IV core uh, bolt system first came in, uh, definitely definitely had a lot of yeah, people. Planet was always open bolt. Uh, I mean for for the geos, um, they they had like for their closed bolts, like with the the geo platform, um, the three point. When did that come out? Uh, the, the first the, geo the first geo oh gosh like probably 2011 right so right after the ego 11 got it okay something like that but uh the the new bolt system came out with a 3.5 which is why it was so popular for such a long time and why like the cs1 had the same iv core cs uh you know r 1.5 geo 4 
yeah i still have like a lot of random like guys that have been, uh, i just like will hear like randomly will just say that they'll like call a cs a geo they're just like when they're just like talking really quick because they just like i think i think just the idea of a closed bolt um playing eclipse gun will just forever be called a geo because <laughs> even though they're called cs's now it's just i guess that was it seems like that was a pretty historic moment for planet Definitely. I mean, I'm right now I'm rocking my, I've been rocking the, the project G CS3 and put quite a lot of shots into it. It, it sh- just shoots fantastic. So no complaints there for me shooting a CS3 and upgrading. Yeah. So definitely planet. That's a, I know that was the question was what's my favorite. I still got my Lux that I won Vegas with. I will mm-hmm. never get rid of it just because, you know, I won my first national event with it. So anytime, you know, a friend of mine wants to like whenever I go to like a scenario uh thing called Wayne's World, I usually bring all my gear and you know, I got like three or four extra guns that I let all my friends play with that aren't paintballers. Gotcha. All right, yeah. So this next question is brought to us by Hydra. So now that you're with X Factor, uh will the killers organization continue to exist? Uh for now, no, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I think some of the guys have already made their decision to go elsewhere. Uh, Cole Vanthoff is going to go to Dynamic Semi Pro. He was trying to get on the ML Kings, but the roster kind of filled up a little, little quick, so he's going to go play with Dynamic. Cody Clarkson is going to go play uh, on D two Shenanigans, uh, kind of the team, our farm team that we've kind of built up. So maybe those guys on Shenanigans could have a hell of a year. And maybe come into semi pro next year as the killers. That'd be that'd be dope. Uh Smitty, I don't know what he's doing. I just know he plays one on ones nonstop. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if he if it even bothers him that he doesn't have to go play five on five. Uh Cody Lembo has the talent to be on any pro team in the world, but uh I just know he's been trying to figure out some stuff off the field first before he commits all the way into paintball. So Cody Limbo should end up on a team, I'm sure, by by Vegas. Uh, if not, I might see if he wants to come to Europe or something. I might. Cause I'm thinking about playing with the Bad Boys in Europe this year. Uh, team out of Netherlands. Okay. Because they shoot Planet. I like. Oh, they're good. They're a good team. Um, I got to know them quite a bit because we went to Netherlands and practiced at their field uh, the weekend before the event, uh, first event of Europe last year. And yeah, they're pretty good. They shoot planet and they said, uh, it's cool with me to wear my X factor Jersey and, uh, they'll take care of some stuff for me to go play. So I'd like to go play in Portugal, the first event because it's you know somewhere new and different, but the other two events we'll see, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the killers, uh, yeah, there's no need to force it right now. If we don't have our, our core group of guys, you know, at the, at the helm of it, but the shenanigans D2 line definitely has the potential to earn their, earn the right to go play as the killers in semi-pro. I don't think the killer's name will ever be a team below semi-pro though. So if it ever does get revived, it will always be a semi-pro team with the ambition to go pro. Gotcha. All right. Um, here in the chat, we got Casey Harris, the coach of paintball fit. Uh, he's asking, are you excited <laughs> about your bracket draw in Vegas? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good little draw right there. Uh, we got diesel. We got the Russians. We got, uh, Blast camp, and we got Dynasty. I mean, you see, I got the Russian jersey right here. Those are my buddies now. But uh, 
that's a that's a jersey from the nine second point they had against Impact, and they released that special edition jersey where you know they came back on Impact and scored that nine second point in Tech and NXL Texas, and then they won I think in overtime. And uh, those guys have always been idols to me. Um, I had an opportunity to go play for them last year, uh, but I wanted to stay with the Killers. And then uh, I had another opportunity to go play with them this year, but um, there's a lot of moving parts with that franchise organization. So playing against them will be, will be tough. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to play against Ryan Gray. Uh, you know, he knows me quite a bit. This past weekend and uh, at Fit, he was uh, pretty much making sure Renee had a radar on me the whole point every every time we played. So I'd put in two guys to get into the snake, and Renee was waiting for me in the middle. Oh, man. So uh, obviously going to play Dynasty. I'd like to get a redemption match against them. Uh, just an honor to get to play against them. And like I said, I'm still living in that dream of, like, watching ESPN and just, yeah, pretty magical. And then uh, Blast Camp, those are the boys. I respect those guys much like those guys play paintball every weekend twice a weekend and uh they just definitely deserve to be in pro so uh they they got they got the toughest draw by far as a welcoming to uh to the pro so. oh yeah yep and i mean your your welcome to pro is uh definitely definitely uh Hey, you got to hit the ground running. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a little rough for you, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the toughest bracket that I've seen period in the last couple of years on paper, you know, but all the other than dynasty, uh, like diesel and Russians didn't have a good, didn't have a good year. So they're both hungry and gritty and they have the talent and the, they have all the tools to be great and to go win a tournament. But, uh, yeah, I mean, X factor. I mean, come on, you see that roster we got, I mean, (laughs) I know, I know no team wants to play us right now. I mean, for real, like we got a real deal squad. Definitely. Yep. Uh, so another person in the chat, Chris Harrison asks, uh, what's one piece of advice you would give the youth players coming up to help them, uh, turn pro in their futures? Uh, just depends what, what, how young, because like, from I think like all the kids that I know like Warren Barker and Max Stansel and uh, Eric Aaron uh, sorry Cost I was gonna say Eric Costin the skater but no Costin uh, I forgot what his last name is and Eli uh, Robert like his mom Julie like you need you need your parents to to believe in it because like they're like all like 12 13 14 15 years old 16 years old so like at that age like just don't piss off your parents <laughs> and like get your parents to do whatever like your parents need you to do for them to support your your dream at that age and then once you turn 18 and you want to go to college and uh you know kind of decide you got to make that choice like i i didn't play paintball in college uh i don't think i could have honestly i went to school in gainesville and it's pretty pretty uh pretty rowdy atmosphere so i uh i think uh it's tough to uh, go to college and uh, at least a party college at least and uh, be a committed paintball player on the weekends because all the best parties are on the weekends. So yeah, if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, uh, and you're already really good, like if you're already a really good player at 18 and you're actually like making headway in the scene, then uh, I think keep going 
and just partying is, you know, something that can be around forever and you don't need to do that at that age. But I'm not going to knock you if you do go enjoy that, that time in life because, you know, you don't get it back. So, uh, from, yeah, from like 10 years old to 18, kiss ass to your parents, make sure, make sure they, uh, you know, will help you out and get you to the field. And once you get your license at 16, I guess you can get there on your own, but you know, it gets expensive to grind. And then, yeah, I've been your early twenties, like four, like 24, 25. I mean, you know, look at Connor Kelly, Connor Kelly's 21 now and he's about to have a kid. So it's like life will hit you fast, but I think he's got his life built around paintball. So it's like, He's got a good support system with Randy uh, Sarge uh, helping out him out. So I know he, his baby will definitely be well fed and there'll be plenty, plenty of diapers. <clears throat> so if you can time out your, your journey that way, you know, like go end up on a top five pro team in the world that's well funded and then go, then start your, your real life at that age as a youth, then uh, more power to you. But uh, it's tough. There's no easy way. I mean, it, you God will test you in many different ways to to decide if you really want this this paintball journey. So pay attention to the signs, and uh, if you love it, you'll find a way. Definitely, I can I can tell you that Chris Harrison is the father of two kids that are in paintball right now. Cooper Harrison, who's uh, I'm sure you've seen on Instagram, the kid with the mohawk that plays up a paintball fit. Um, he is mm. oh, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. he's yeah, yeah. twelve years old. I want to say. Uh, and then does he play with, uh, does he play with, um, Jeremy Zimmerman's kid? I, I don't know if Jeremy Zimmerman's kid plays, uh, yes. Yeah. They're all up in the same area. Up in paintball yeah. Field. I see. I, I kind of see all them running around. So I'm like, yeah, the youth, the youth, there's a kid named, uh, Parks Stancil, who's Max Stancil's, uh, little brother. He's, uh, yeah, 10, 11 years old. And. He's living the paintball dream. His dad, his dad, uh, Tyler Stansel has got, they got a paintball field in their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I know that, uh, both him and Cooper's little sister both play little sister plays oh, on an all, all girls team called the Dallas dolls that uh, Dallas five is kind of taken under their wing. But cool. I know, I know both, uh, you know mom and dad are uh listening on the show and i'm sure they appreciate the response so yeah <laughs> yeah my bad for not keeping it pg no but, that's uh, not, no I, I think they they love like hey you got to listen to your parents you gotta do what they tell you otherwise uh you know you're not long in this game yeah like i said you need a good foundation you need to, i mean it's just it helps it helps having people i mean not everyone's gonna understand paintball like our most parents like my parents have only been to the paintball field maybe five times they've came to a couple of tournaments uh, in Orlando for a day, you know, they get it. I mean, but they just see me going every weekend. So it's like anything you do every weekend, your parents will respect. Like as long as it's not going to the bars and uh, you know, getting in trouble, you know, like no parents are going to respect that. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you show that you're, your parents, I mean, at a young age, I mean, that's just, that's maturity, just committing discipline just, dedication discipline like if you can commit to anything like go to college and get your degree like that's a that's a commitment you know that you can build off that you know college isn't for everybody uh but just finding discipline as a youth as a young kid young adult 
that will translate to life. For sure. All right. So uh, you've had a few practices now with the X Factor squad. And the first event of the year, I think, is just, what, five weeks away at this point? So uh, what does this year mean to you? And what should we expect out of you and the squad in Vegas? Uh, This year means to me that, you know, I belong on the pro field. So now I need to go. I know I belong. Other people know I belong, but you got to go do it. So I got to go out there and let Maddie Marshall, you know, Maddie Marshall knows me. We're buddies. Rich Tuffer knows me. So it's like, I'm not, luckily when I go out there, I'm not like a complete, you know, random. So I got to go out there and just prove it. You know, Cause I mean, I've had pro offers for the past couple of seasons. So it's now it's just put up or shut up, you know, and then I'm on a team of legends. So you gotta, you gotta bring your A game every time you step on that field, every point, you know, every call out, every bump, everything's got to be dialed in and you're, if not, you're going to hear about it. So that's just, that's what I want. I want to be held to that high level. And that's why I joined X Factor because the, the, that's a team that shows up to every tournament with plans to win. And, uh, that's, that's what it's about. You know, if you're showing up to these tournaments with the intention of just making Sunday, you already lost. So I, uh, I believe we're going to win a few events this year. I can't say we're going to win all of them because that's, you know, that's, that's pretty magical. But we'll definitely win two or three. So, and that that that's that should lock up the series for us. I love it. All right, yeah, we'll definitely be rooting for you. Uh, so everybody that's in the chat, uh, go ahead and get your questions in now. We're getting toward the end of our show. So this next question is one that I ask everybody that comes on the show. Kind of helps me uh, get the word out and hear about kind of anybody that might be flying under the radar or anybody that's up and coming that's out there. So this question is brought to us by Get That Shot. Message him on Facebook or Instagram. That's at get that underscore shot. If you're needing media coverage at the upcoming NXL Vegas event, uh, I know that he is going to be on the uh, on the pro field this year. So uh, yeah, just hit him up. Um, so Ryan, is there anybody in paintball, either teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Well, there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent. Um, a lot of those kids you're seeing on the USA team. I mean, I, I, I know who they are, like Colton Dahl. That kid's a baller. He's all in. Uh, <clears throat> there's a, there's a few players um, over here in Florida. Uh, like I said earlier, Warren Barker, Max Stansel, Eli Roberts, um, and Costin. Uh, you know, there's some, there's some, some good kids on the, on the rise, rising the ranks, putting in the work, uh, semi-pro wise, my favorite player right now in semi-pro is Frankie Pajuda. He's on leverage. He's the one that actually won his re he won his one-on-one hormesis battle out in uh, New York, but he couldn't make it cause he had work to the final. So Caputo got the spot, but Frankie Pajuda is a straight baller. I mean, I was trying to get him on the killers, um, last year, but <clears throat> Just couldn't work out. I respect you got the leverage thing, just like you know, playing with your boys, nothing like it. So he'll be he'll be on the pro field soon. If not, leverage will be with you know with him. Uh, brand wise, uh, kinetic, no doubt. Those guys, they got the best pants in the game. I haven't really used the pack yet, but I'm sure. So the pack fire. Um, 
media wise. I mean, uh, much respect to like you, much respect to uh, Isaac, much respect to like uh, Carl Markowski when he was doing his podcast quite a bit. I, honestly, I listened to Markowski's podcast the most when I first got back into the sport. It just seemed like it popped up on my on my Apple podcast pretty quick when I tapped in paintball. Uh, shout out to like Jackson Frey and Ronnie and those guys doing the, the vlog stuff and then verbal, you know, I'm sure he'll be getting a bunch of clips of me out in Texas. Uh, Christian Rivera media, Sam Bennett, all in media out of Tampa, Orlando area. Those guys are always at the field. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's so many, so many people doing the right thing right now in, uh, in paintball, uh, Kyle Berry doing his best to, you know, lead the Kings up. He, he deserves a lot because he does a lot of, uh, a lot of behind the scenes work, trying to work with the, uh, the ML kids and now it's the shock kids. So paintball, paintball patrons, I like to say, uh, the Russian guys, I mean, Karzlev, uh, Kirill, when they were at, Karzlev's in town right now, but Kirill and Karzlev were living here for, uh, like the past year. So they did a lot of weekday stuff at Tiki's. Um, you know, Jason Edwards is the man getting, uh, our field legacy back to, back to prime, prime, prime paintball, um, environment, you know, in regards to the air, air stations working, paint being good, fields looking good, nets being, you know, no holes in the net, bunkers being new, Tom Fox also running the show over there, uh, so yeah, there's just like a lot of people that I touch base with quite a bit. Um, and, you know, and then shout out, you know, just kind of the whole, the whole media world. I mean, you know, Moffitt, he's the homie. Uh, there's a bunch of, I just, I can only think of so many right now, but I love, uh, where paintball is right now. Marcelo and Tyler play the game, obviously listen to that every week, every time they drop it. So just paintball's in a good spot. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of people that care and that are outputting and trying to, trying to grow it through their efforts. Uh, and, uh, speaking of verbal, he actually asked a question here in the chat. Uh, he said, uh, favorite food and favorite place to eat it. Ah, he knows I'm a foodie. Verbal pays attention. Favorite food. Oh, wow. I don't think that's, I don't think there's a legal answer to that, man. That's a, that's tough. We're at, I, I, th- I think when in Rome, so. When I'm in France, I'm going to eat escargot, you know, and I'm going to try to go eat that right by the Apple Tower. <laughs> when I'm in Tampa, I mean, I love the Cuban food we got out here. So I get a, a, a Cuban sandwich over at me and Marco uh, Lemus. Uh, we go to West Tampa Sandwich Shop. We'll do that. That's the Cuban sandwich. is legendary. And, and when I'm in Miami, I'll get a Cuban sandwich as well and get some pork and black beans and stuff. Uh yeah, I'm a big fan of pasta, and you know, there's a, there's a few Italian spots I hit locally in Tampa. But yeah, any anytime I'm traveling for paintball, man, I I never want to go eat somewhere that I can go eat at anywhere, like a like a franchise, like a a spot that just exists, like a franchise. I'd rather always eat like at a local spot in that town, like even if it's in the middle of nowhere. I I want to go to like the best hole in the wall spot that has been there, mom and pop you know, cooking it, cooking a special dish with grandma's recipe. Uh, my, my palate's definitely opened up over the years and it's kind of, I've kind of got away from red meat lately. I've been doing just chicken and fish and, uh, you know, we do still do pork and stuff, but, uh, 
I'll still, I can still eat a steak and stuff. You know, it doesn't like affect me physically. I just, <clears throat> I went through some injuries uh, a couple years ago and I kind of got stuck in a rabbit hole about blood cells and eating foods that like allow you to recover. So I try to eat a lot of fruits and, and then just things that I can give me, give me some good protein, give me some good carbs and then not bloat me up where I can't go be an athlete the next day. For sure. Well, uh, next time you're in San Antonio, I've got a spot for you. My friend that lives in Dallas told me about this spot, this spot called Two Sisters, something two, something sisters. Oh, I got I forget, but uh, she's been adamant on, I think it's an Asian spot. But uh, yeah, I mean, anytime in Texas, I'm trying to get, I got some good barbecue with Meter this past weekend. Uh, so we got some good sushi as well. So yeah, let me know. I'm, I mean, I'll be in San Antonio, so. Always trying to grub. I got a little food blog called uh, on Instagram called Top Shelf Grub. <laughs> Ooh, like it. I try to document. Yeah, I try to document. I try to make sure the phone eats first. Awesome. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, Brian, there's your answer. Yeah, he says uh, he says he'll he'll uh, go eat with you sometime. I guess next time you're in his area. Yeah, Stretch, uh, the media guy, Stretch nineteen oh four. Yeah, he's he's a big foodie as well. So anytime we're at an event, we'll try to go squeeze in a good little foodie snack. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, Ryan, this, uh, we are here at the end of our show. This final question is brought to us by compete, which is gel Stewart's brand, uh, message him on Facebook or Instagram mentioned in the pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? uh yeah shout out um x factor you know shout out ryan brand for giving me this opportunity shout out alex martinez for taking taking care of all of us and making sure we got everything we need to be top top level athletes shout out x factor paintball park you know the place is dope um shout out tiki's and over here in tampa shout out legacy ford park that's where you know if you're gonna grind in florida that's where it's at um shout out to plan eclipse shout out to pro dna travis lemansky hooking us up uh shout out to jt best mass even though i always wear the, i only wear the old school mass everybody wears the new ones but i'm all about collecting the the old og rubber and uh gi best paint in the world if you want to win I guess, you know, if you don't want to win and you want to save some money, I get it. Two HK. <laughs> no. HK got the best speed feed in the game. I'll give him that. I'm just using the, the speed feed on the spire, the metal with the metal teeth. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. They got the best speed feed right now in the game. Uh, shout out Virtue. Spire, best hopper, no doubt. Uh, and then uh, shout out to you, Christian have me on here um shout out god blessing me every day allowing me just to wake up absolutely yep we uh appreciate the shout outs and yeah there's definitely uh definitely a lot a lot of uh great people out there uh helping support us and i uh want to give a quick shout out to my sponsor and partner to your subscribers that uh help support this show uh which are fe athletics get that shot 
Paintball, Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys, Paintball, Hydra, XCPL Events, Mariachi, Aguilas de Oro, Podrunners Union, 71 Designs, and our newest sponsor, Bioworks. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Ryan at Young Hosky on Instagram. Uh, and then could you say one more time, what was your uh, your food food Instagram page? <laughs> well, yeah, the, and yeah, I'm trying to get the ho- just the Hosky tag. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, there's a few steps you got to work on behind the scenes to to get it. Uh, this girl had she. I went to get it when I was in high school in like 2011 or 2010, but she jumped. She beat me to it, and she hasn't posted since. <laughs> so I'm trying to get just the Hosky tag. We'll get it, I think, soon. Now that I'm a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Young Hosky, Y U N G H O S K I. And then yeah, my food Instagram. Uh, top shelf grub altogether. All right. Yeah. Top shelf grub. So go follow young Hosky, go follow top shelf grub on Instagram. And, uh, yeah. What other guests would you all like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Although, I will say there is no episode next week. That's right. We're ending the streak at uh, 86 weeks in a row. Uh, just we're, uh, at, we're at the finish line, as they say. <laughs> well, uh, nah. yeah, the sh- don't there'll worry. Be, there'll the be show- another race. Oh, yeah. The show's not going to be going away or anything. Just uh, next week, we're going to be we're going to be taking some time off. Um, you yeah. deserve it. You deserve it, bud. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on next week. I got, uh, you know, obviously Valentine's Day next Wednesday. So, you know, I'm not, I, I'm smart enough to know that I'm, I'm not scheduling an episode for that night. Um, and also got uh, my dad's birthday, my birthday, uh, finals week for me. So just, just a lot to going on. So plus, and uh, we will see you in two weeks where we're going to have one of the biggest episodes we've ever had. We're going to have a round table with fellow podcasters. Uh, and so we're going to have guests such as Ryan Greenspan, Ryan Moffat, Ryan Gray, Tyler Harmon, Zizek Barrow, and Robert Jordan. So it's going to be an absolutely, uh, you know, banger of a cast list for uh, two weeks from now. So we will see you all then. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Appreciate you, bro.